This podcast contains language that is not appropriate for children, including cannibalism, autocannibalism, and buck mulligan. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Science Enthusiast Podcast. My name is Natalie, and I'm coming to you from my basement doing the one-woman podcast equivalent of Wayne's World. Um, But tonight, I'm missing the Wayne to my Garth as Dan is without a voice and hopefully getting some much-needed rest, and tonight... I'm sorry, you just have me. Um, This week on our show, we are bringing you a conversation I had back in November in which I talked about cannibalism with my friends Buck Mulligan and James Williams. But before we get into that, let's let's worship a new god of the week. Um, So tonight, we are doing Dagda, the Celtic ruler god. So he is the god of life, death, war, magic and banquets because obviously like you need a buffet after a tough battle um so this guy he has a cauldron full of everlasting food and he has a boar which never stops roasting so like foodie goals or something like that with this one he has a huge club like a weapon type of club which is so big that it needs to be wheeled around um One end of this club could kill you, but the other end could bring you back to life. So there's kind of a why not both element of his weapon of choice. Um, He is big bellied, cheerful and raucous. And I don't know, maybe this is actually a god that you'd want to party with. So I'm okay with this one. Dagda, Celtic ruler god. I'll I'll worship you for a week and maybe you guys will too. Um, All right. And now for an interview about cannibalism. You're welcome. I'm sorry. Here we go. I am thrilled to be joined by James Williams and Buck Mulligan because who doesn't want to start their their Saturday by discussing cannibalism with a couple guys from the UK? So um, Buck has been... And, okay, sorry, sorry. Ireland. Buck, yeah. who just had to interject for a second, um, has been on this show before um, for better or worse and um, so I don't I'm not gonna do any big intro for you because whatever um but James this is your first time on the science enthusiast podcast uh thank you for joining us today thanks so much for having me I'm uh, I'm glad to uh get you guys talking about calendars in this time of the morning yeah it's it's wonderful um so we're <laughs> we're here like having this conversation because we saw you um speak at QED um I guess that was a month ago and of course, you know, we hear this guy talk about um, cannibalism in the skeptic camp day. And my like one of my first thoughts is, oh, this would be a great podcast episode because <laughs> we're we're all obviously a bunch of like weirdos. Uh, and you've already been on the League of Nerds talking about this. So I am yeah, I'm not super, the only one. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you guys are we're looking forward like looking to talk, talk about that. Sounds great. Yeah, so can you just like tell us a little bit about yourself and how you've come to, I guess, be interested in this topic? Yeah, sure. So I have always had an interest in the macabre and always has an interest in death as well. Um, I went to university and studied ancient history where I studied all sorts of things, including human evolution and um, a bit of archaeology. And my dissertation, I decided I didn't want to do any... Greece or Rome, I wanted to do something a bit weirder. So I plumped for looking at the cannibalistic rituals of the Aztecs. Um, In part, I sort of came to cannibalism through a series of books that I had read, including one by Timothy Taylor called The Buried Soul, which is all about death and it discussed cannibalism. And I went from there, really. And since then, I've just consumed so much media about it and so much uh, information about it. I've just become fascinated. Well, yeah. So and then it led you, I guess, to, to do this, like talk at QED. I mean, do you do these, do you do these talks or so, yeah, like I, tell stories about these things? Uh, on yeah, I had actually done a talk before in Bristol at Arnisfale Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, uh, I was there talking about cannibalism and had another gentleman talking about um, uh, necrophilia. Um, mm-hmm. You also discussed disposal of bodies. And so, yeah, that was a really good fun talk. And it sort of uh, came out of a, uh, uh, my involvement with the University of Bristol. And yeah, since then, it's been funny anyone I can really to listen to me. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> so I guess like, let, 
can we get some like just definitions on the table? Like what what is what's the definition of cannibalism really? Because I mean I know pro- like a lot of people probably just you hear the word cannibal and you think kind of like Hannibal Lecter, Jeffrey Dahmer, like just you know some crazy, of my favorite like, people. They are right. They're not, they're not really some of my favorite people. I just felt yeah. I need to interject because I haven't said anything in like ages. <laughs> in, in, yeah, uh, in, how, in how long? You, Buck Mulligan has not talked for three minutes, so... I just, I just, I just felt, like, lonely out here. Like, I was just sort of oh. listening. But, um, but uh, we'll carry on there. Well, no, okay, well, I, I just, I just want to know how he, how he defines, you know, this, this yeah. whole thing of eating people. Sure, so I think serial killers come to mind immediately whenever you talk about cannibalism with anybody. So, like, yeah, like you say, like, Jeffrey Dahmer and Dennis Nielsen, that kind of thing. And like super interesting and definitely a type of cannibalism. I think there's the one definition, which is you're eating the flesh of a member of your own species. And that is one, that's one type of cannibalism. Um, but cannibalism is actually a, a big umbrella term for a whole range of uh, uh, behaviors in the animal kingdom and in humans. Um, so broadly, um, it is eating of a conspecific, so eating of a member of your own species, um, or more broadly, the, uh, even the products, or uh, in some cases, the waste of another of the same species as well. Okay, all right. So and I... things like, say, things like eating a slab of someone that after they're dead, cannibalism. But you also have types of cannibalism like placentophagy, where you'll eat a placenta, which is a member of, uh, a, a part of a member of your own species, or you'll drink someone else's blood or your own blood. Um, both which are types of cannibalism. Um, that eating of placenta, I mean, the, I think the first time I ever seen that, like I grew up on farms um, mm-hmm. and once watched a cow eat the birth bag, eat her own um, placenta mm-hmm. after giving birth to the calf. And after asking a few people to explain this to me, I was told you know, mainly for two reasons. One, to stop predators for getting a taste for calf and to, mm-hmm. you know, also, so they you know, they don't you know, have an easy way of tracking them down, but also because it was such a easy, rich source of calories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what, for what I understand about it, yeah, that's why it happens in. I mean, it happens in so many different animals, and yeah, so loads of different mammals, um, and yeah, and, and well, humans as well. Humans as well. Like, there's a few like really famous instances of people eating it, even like airing it on TV and stuff. Tom well, yeah, Cruise, when... like, if the name comes to mind. Well, when I when I had my kids like in the hospital mm-hmm. they asked me if i wanted to keep my placenta to but like <laughs> to eat I, I did not i did, I did not want to keep it and like eat it or i think some people t- get it turned into little capsules really like they get it i think they get it dried how interesting like you yeah they like dry the placenta and then um make it into capsules i feel like it was the like the Kardashian family, one of them. Okay, I see. <laughs> like, of course, because it's of course it's like some famous person um, thing. But but yeah, I feel like I remember a story um, fairly recently where they they were taking like placenta pills, um, mm-hmm. as one does, I guess. <laughs> but but no, but I um, I did not elect to keep mine. So I'm actually not sure of this of the science behind it. I know there's some debate within the skeptic skeptical skeptic community about whether eating placenta is actually like an advisable thing to do after birth. I know there's like a popular idea that it's like it's like good for you and good to do, um, but I'm not actually sure what what the actual science is behind it. I need to look into it really. Yeah, I like just to like to me my my knee jerk reaction is kind of like nah, yeah, like, yeah, that, nah. like, <laughs> like both personally and like. I mean, I would, I just figure if it was some practice that, that was super beneficial, wouldn't, Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be out there like that we'd all just be, you know, giving birth? Sort of like with, with breast milk, where where the opinion is so split of whether it is so extra beneficial, whereas when it comes to placenta, it's like, no, just fuck off. (laughs) Placenta is the fuck off. Yeah, no, 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 just hold on a second. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 where we draw the line. It's like yes. we, we could we could talk about we could talk about breast milk and we could talk like that that's that's great and whatever, but um but placenta is just the nah. Like <laughs> just not Oh, but you know what? Speaking of breast milk, didn't that co- did that come up? 
as you always are. Like I feel like we we just Incessantly. we just talk about we talk about breast milk all the time. We have like pages of messenger chats are just the about breast creepiest, milk. Creepiest, like. creepiest pages <laughs> that you are going to come across. The cre- oh, oh, that is until you read the comment section underneath the League of Nerds cannibalism video, then which I yeah. will get to at the end. Uh, I, have, I, have, I have a little oh, I, look. I see you've been getting involved in that book. I saw you like getting in and getting and discussing I, I love, everyone. I love comment sections. I love them, and the more negative they are, the better. <laughs> I I haven't I haven't even looked at the at the comment section. There is it. Is there some I, 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 I'll read a couple to you at the end here. Okay, all right. So that that'll pull be... some questions from it as well. Oh, yeah, good. Okay, great. well, we'll go we'll go there at the end. That's amazing. So, but breast milk though, Buck's favorite topic, obviously. Um. Didn't that came up on League of Nerds, right? Like yeah, the idea yeah. of breast milk and cannibalism. Sure. So I think this is, this strays into like where uh, how you how you define cannibalism, um, yeah. and if you're going to find it, I think if you're going to say something like um, things like placenta are are sort of deemed as cannibalism, and things like drinking blood and that kind of thing, um, there's a there's starts to be a really fine line about where you draw this. And yeah. I think you could draw the line so that you have some things like breast milk and products of of mammals could come into that as well. Um, and so, yeah, I think and on some broad definitions, you could you could include breast milk um, as cannibalism. Yes. Yeah. And then like one word that I remember from your talk that I think I think I ended up just like tweeting the word because I just was like auto cannibalism. Yeah. So auto cannibalism or autophagy. Um, yeah. is the act of eating oneself and we do it a lot like if you ever chewed your own nails or you've ever yeah. e- or, or you've swallowed your own blood from a, from a wound or eating your own mucus or eating your own semen or eating someone else's semen um all those would make you would, would types of auto cannibalism um yeah. and would make you a cannibal so so all of us i yeah. i am an, i'm a nail biter so and, um... and, and that is really an interesting idea isn't it like this um yeah. Suddenly, when you when you get, get you start to define your terms, that everyone suddenly becomes under this category, and I find that kind of fascinating that you can turn to an audience and everyone listening right now and say, quite safely say, you are a cannibal. Well, that yeah, everybody is sitting there right now, and like someone who is biting their nails at that moment is just like, nope, not going to do that right now. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna eat myself at this moment. <laughs> oh, it's this is just funny and bizarre and super interesting. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So obviously, so there's, there's some definitions, whatever. And we've, you know, kind of touched on the fact that, that there's this idea of these kind of, you know, Buck's favorite people, serial killers, um, mm-hmm. you know, killing and eating people. But, but there, like, there are cultural practices, right. That involve like rituals of cannibalism. Yeah. And that, like, yeah. So, so can you talk a little about that? Cannibalism is so often associated with murder and so often associated with like psychopathy so yeah like like serial killers and that kind of thing um but the vast majority of human history cannibalism has been um accepted in lots of different cultures across the globe and before even we had any type any type of ritual um we there would be uh with evidence of prehistoric hominids um eating each other and eating their their bodies that kind of thing and there's just so many different types, so how to how to like start? <laughs> um, yeah, so there are instances that we can record that we know about of humans having cultures in which they will eat the dead bodies of their relatives, for example, like a type of reverential um, funerary cannibalism where you'll eat somebody who you loved in their life in order to honor them as a as a type of um, group restitution, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's like so, one type where it's just it's just we have we have examples of cultures where it is socially acceptable. So like there was um, the one that I came across like just as I was kind of reading. I mean, there's there's so much to read about this. Obviously, like you can just keep going down like a rabbit hole and getting deeper into all these practices. But there was that there was one tribe like in the Amazon, and the tradition is like they they want to remove like all traces of the dead person, mm-hmm. and that includes their body yeah i think that's like a really common idea um so there's another example the four people of papua new guinea they would eat the entire body they would eat the the, the skin the hair the nails uh, everything and the innards um 
uh, and the people themselves, in this case the women, would become the grave. The people were the grave. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that when you, because I've heard you do your talk at QED, of course. Uh, yeah. That story I found because you went into some dreadful, dreadful details, but uh, that story in particular I found really sort of upsetting and not upsetting but slightly stomach turning but but then as you were and as I sort of researched and looked into it myself and maybe you talked about this as well how these same people when told about uh our burial practice about told about putting someone into the ground mm. they find that equally as disturbing yeah if you imagine if you imagine that your your culture or your um religion or, or the dictates that you keep your your relative warm inside you and then you are told that no you should put them into this damp earth and allow them to rot um i can i can so see why that would be such an abhorrent thing to do right because in you know in that in that other culture like or i guess i mean everybody wants to to take these these rituals and practices as a way to to honor the person that's died right so So if your if your way of honoring the memory or the person is in such stark contrast to this other practice, it's like yeah, then it probably just comes off as as wrong or cold or, or whatever. Um, but it's it's all based on the the custom and the culture where you are, and it's amazing the the differences I guess that exist. Yeah, I think one of the main reasons I'm interested in cannibalism is that that cannibals are seen as like these monsters. They're seen as just these um, abhorrent creatures almost that sometimes are not even portrayed as human. And I think as soon as you you denounce something so strongly and you make it a taboo or you or you call these people um, monsters, then it sort of cuts off any inquiry. And so I want to have a conversation about cannibalism because I feel like this kind of needs one. These people who are doing these practices are, are just like you and I, and they have all the same motivations and they, 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 they love and they hate and they fight and they live and they die and just have their own ways of going about it. Um, and so I kind of want to change how we often see cannibals. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think they're monsters. Um, I don't think cannibal, cannibalism is like, a, is like a, a monstrous act. Well, that, because it's, um, in these cases, it's not, it's not murder. Like, people have died and then they're they're consumed right yeah, so yeah and then, I mean, I mean, that's, that's not always the case i mean you do have well, other yeah. examples yeah. of but yeah we have um i think that's uh, like i think the scientific term is um intraspecific necrophagy which i think is a great phrase um, <laughs> all that again say that again intraspecific necrophagy so you know, uh, intraspecific that's, that's an album cover there i think <laughs> there there you go can you can you please like sing some songs and put that album out because or it, it started it started I, I, I here i i don't think any song that i would sing would, would work on that particular album <laughs> uh, I, there's tons uh, of great words when you look at cannibalism like let's like, like say autophagy is like a great word and placent and, and placentophagy and, and and the scientific word for cannibalism is anthropoph anthropoph anthropophagy or anthropophagy and um, so there's tons they, of great words there are really good. See, so like you, you got into it for the words. Like they, these are good totally. words. <laughs> I love like... words. I love graphs. And I love tables. <laughs> and, and and yeah, and you and you obviously like have a a fascination with just. I mean, well, but death is interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, death death, death is fascinating. Um, it is, and not just and not just the the way we view it, but the biological idea of death is uh, really very interesting. And the and humans are humans are weird. Humans are really strange. Like the way that we deal with something like death um is so many different ways that cultures across across time have dealt with it and we all think each other are are, are weird and strange well and this and this topic in general brings like the idea of of death out there in a way that that we don't really think about like we're you know we we don't really like to think about the idea of like you know people eating every last bit of another person Mm -hmm. (laughs) like or the or how you get to that point of like you know eating Mm. another human like it it 
we shield ourselves, I think, from from ideas of, you know, more of the morbid mm -hmm. um, ideas of, of death. And I think I think I'd say that I think you would find it abhorrent, the idea about eating, having your, your body, every last bit of it eaten. Um, but I don't think that is something that is like innate in yeah. in humans. I don't think I think we obviously find this stuff creepy and find this stuff weird to think about and gross and wrong um but i think that is largely a product of this like the culture and then the religion and the, everything else in which you've grown up in and, and, and also the, the the time in history as well there's not really a, a need for a, any kind of point of human history it, but does not seem that all across all developed society, there's no developed society that mm -hmm. has cannibalism or accepts or it, it, it's a taboo and and it it exists only in in small brackets or tiny little cut off areas. Mm -hmm. no, I, 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 that's really that's like a really interesting question. Is like why does it not exist anymore? Yeah. Um, because. Because I can't think of a good reason, <laughs> and it's something that I really want to look into more, is why it doesn't exist anymore, um, and only exists at the fringes of human behaviour. And, and it's, I mean, it still does, does go on to this day. Um, there are tribes, um, oh, I'm going to, I've forgotten their name entirely, which is really awful, but there's a tribe in, in I think it's Western Papua New Guinea, there are actually the Korowai, who, as of two thousand and six, or at least ten years ago, were still practicing um, approved cannibalism. Yeah, but is is this a a protein thing? So is this a, 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 um, in in these areas where you know meat is so scarce, where it makes up about five percent of their diet, that's letting this go to waste? Oh, but such a good question. I love this. Okay, right. So yeah. we should go like, we should have a quick, quickly look at like zoological cannibalism, why that happens. Yeah. So it happens all across nature. Um, it's like in like now 1500 species and counting. And these are herbivores and carnivores. And you sort of think about cannibalism, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, why is it a good idea? Why ever a good idea to eat a member of your own species? But this is, it, it, it actually are a ton of good, a ton of good reasons. So Say you're a baby mouse and you've been stuck into a corner and you and your babies are in a corner and, the, and, a, and a cat is like, is threatening you. It may, it's probably better in that situation for a mum mouse to eat her baby mice and to get all the energy from those mice she produced so she's able to survive and escape and produce more. Mm -hmm. Or gerbils that practice, that are like, like, oh, that practice loads of cannibalism. Mummer gerbils will eat baby gerbils indiscriminately until they have their own litter and that is because you are able to one get some food for yourself and at the same time make more room for your own offspring it makes like total you know like like evolutionary sense to do this um and so i mean you can also look at fish and, and fish eat tons of their own spawn and um even sand tiger sharks eat each other in the womb um in order to get an advantage over their siblings this was, I go into detail about this because I remember the first time I heard about this, and this is probably the most hardcore fucking thing on the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, sorry. So, 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 yeah, so in, in uterine cannibalism, it has been observed in other species as well. But yeah, um, I think there's even a video you can look at on YouTube, um, but it is pretty gruesome, where you'll have the sand tiger sharks who are developed um, enough that able to sort of swim, as it were, in the womb. And at that point, uh, sort of the needs of the individual sort of takes over. And so if one sand tiger shark is bigger than the other sand tiger shark, they will eat each other. Uh, and, and sometimes <laughs> the sand tiger sharks are born with these little swollen bellies from their first meal. Wow, I mean that that is that's that's hardcore. Like I like I ate my sibling in the womb. So it's, it's, it's just like the, the most extreme case of of just natural selection and action. You know yeah. that this yeah. this is. It's, it's like you're not even getting out into the world alive because yeah. I am eating you first. <laughs> yeah. So that, that is, that is intraspecific predation. So earlier I was mentioning intraspecific necrophagy, and that's when you, it's when you say a, a member of your of your species dies and you eat their flesh, and then intraspecific predation is when you have another member of your species and you hunt them and kill them and you eat them. 
Um, and I think that's probably what people think of when they think of cannibalism. They think of hunting people down, murdering them and killing them. And that is de a definite part, but I think it's part of a much bigger jigsaw. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you mentioned the protein thing. It's like, like, is that a thing? There's lots of argument about this, maybe. Um, like the Aztecs, for example, um, there's some papers by Harner and Harris where they try to argue that the reason the Aztecs uh, cannibalized each other was because of a protein deficiency. Um, I think that has been, those, those arguments have been fairly well countered. Um, but I think there is a, a greater question is that the reason that animals, other animals other than us will cannibalize, we should expect to see in our own species really. Um, and we do, and in, in, in related species as well. So you've got like chimps, for example, who we, have, we, we know will hunt each other down and, and cannibalize each other. Um, and even in times of no stress, no starvation, um, there's these two uh, chimps in, in Gombe Park, Posh, Passion and Pom, that, that Jane Goodold uh, uh, researched, and they were habitual cannibals. They would go and eat other mothers' babies, um, it seems, just because they wanted to. And that has been observed in lots of different um, like communities of chimps. And so, like going back to like this, you know, the the like the protein and like that kind of stuff. Like, there's there have been instances just in not even just in tribal society, but in more modern society of like survival cannibalism. Yeah. Right, I where like people have like that's they eat human meat to survive, right? Yeah. I think it, it speaks to our knowledge of our own edib edibility um, that we see survival cannibalism. It's sort of like a recognised you know, anthropological type of cannibalism where you're in a, in a, in a life or death situation and it is um, the only way to survive without star starving is to consume the flesh of, of someone nearby. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's loads of examples of that, like the Uruguayan rugby team who um, crashed and, in the Andes and then had to cannibalise each other to survive. Um, there's an example in British law, for example, of a, a shipwreck and the men survived by staying on a raft and shooting the cabin boy and eating him. I think there I... were lots and lots of cases, I think, that through British history, more through naval history in general of, of, of cannibalism, yeah. survival cannibalism. Um, I, I think there was actually at one case when the the law actually the law was actually changed to make it illegal because they thought it was unbefitting of naval officers to um kill and eat their um comrades. So um they just didn't they just it kept happening obviously because people are going to try to survive but mm -hmm. they yeah. just didn't talk about it anymore. So yeah, I think the law about cannibalism is really interesting. Um, as far as I'm aware, I may, I may be wrong, I need to look this up, but um, I think I probably have to study a law degree to work it out. But I think that, as far as I'm aware, there is no specific law that forbids cannibalism in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, the only problem is, obviously, before you go out and eat people, is that all the ways in which you will get a dead body are pretty much illegal. <laughs> <laughs> so... so it's not it's not illegal to actually eat the person no, or the, the meat but but how you procure uh you know yeah like there's lots of, i don't know how you go about getting it well for example it has happened in the uk we've had there was an artist who um fed her guests meatballs that were cooked in her own liposuction fat um oh. which is wow. you know which is cannibalism um, and you know that was that was perfectly legal and happened and it was it's, it's widely known about. Um, I think in the Netherlands they had a, a, a panel show where not a panel show sorry they had a show where these two presenters had like small muscle biopsies taken of each other and then ate those pieces of each other on 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 TV. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I see that, like I just I can't. I can't imagine myself being like, okay, you know, like Dan, who's my, my regular co-host on this, like, yeah. hey, let's like eat pieces of each other. <laughs> and maybe, like, maybe you aren't a uh, real co-host, Sam. Maybe you're no, a I, true co-host. Oh, is that, is that how you're, is I that how you're my, real? My, I talked to Miles and James about it. Some weird shit went down there. Some real <laughs> fucking weird shit. So they, they eat each other? Out of, 
I think I think they like or... said they they like on the podcast they were talking about the possibility of like eating a bit of each other. Yeah. Um... See, I oh well, we we talked well, we talked and we were talking the idea of like ethically sourced human meat came up. I think that <laughs> that it was James Gurney that uh that was saying that phrase multiple times. Uh, yeah. Ethically sourced because we we don't want any of the you know like unethically sourced human meat no no, no. I, I i i mean would you i don't know like yeah i mean would on a, you eat unequivocally unequivocally no no i would not eat human meat what, what if someone you, was happy to be eaten degenerates degenerates so, okay, okay so so, so but... i'm re- i'm reading the comment section here at the moment <laughs> oh god of course of course you're sitting there with a comment section open okay but but james now you you brought something up i think on league of nerds about say say you your leg had to come off in a, like after an accident or something right mm-hmm. you, you would eat you'd eat your leg wouldn't yeah, you so at the risk of sounding um strange you're so far past that we're all i think we're all really far past that so it doesn't even matter good. anymore good like, well i'm glad I'm, yeah. amongst good company um yeah, yeah no, i mean it doesn't if, matter if say i was in a car crash and i had to have yeah. my leg amputated i would be sad don't get me wrong but part of me there'll be a glimmer of happiness because i'll be like oh although i could eat my own leg because I think that's the only way, really, I'm going to have a proper chance in my life ever trying human meat. Is your own. Is my own. And I think that's probably true of most people, I think. Yeah, it's, it's probably going to be able to try my own. That's probably it. Yeah. And and so then you, you would have really immersed yourself in this topic that you've yeah. been I think so fascinated I, After having too. looked and read about it so much, it, some, it, it really sort of loses its horror and you, yeah. loses that yuck factor. Um, and there are so many... Um, cultures throughout history who have used cannibalism in such a reverential way um, and in such a caring way um, that I find it very hard to see it as a barbarous act um, and so yeah I, I, I would most definitely I would most definitely try I don't I don't see a, a moral um, objection to that I don't really see a moral objection to cannibalism at all really I, I, I see objections to murder and objections yes. to torture, etc. I think I think we can all object to murder and yeah. torture. I think we'll just I think, start. I think we can put that we can put that stamp on this on this show. It's like we we object to murder and torture. Let's, yeah, start with but, the basics, shall we? We'll start with Fuck, the basics there. No, no, Buck. Let me let me ask you a question though, Buck. Okay, so so say say your plane crashed in in the mountains yeah. and you're with some people and all the food supply goes like. You would you would not eat somebody. No, then? no. Eventually, hunger would force me to do that. I, I accept that's the reality. Okay. You know, so you you accept the survival cannibalism. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think, I, I, think mean, I, a, I think it's a, a reasonable enough thing to do in those circumstances. I, but, I, yeah. Uh, but as for a curiosity, no. <laughs> oh, there's you, a bit of would... James Gurney. There's a bit of James Gurney lying here. Hmm. Let's see, I'm curious. <laughs> I think I need to make myself more clear. Like, I don't think I'm not like uh, I'm not I'm not advocating it. Really, I'm not saying <laughs> go out. I'm, I'm not going. Don't say everyone go out. You're, and you're, 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 you're fucking backpedaling now. You're backpedaling. No, you're, I know. I, I know exactly what he's saying. You're you're just you know whoever you are. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I'm not like I'm not saying everyone should go out and eat each other because I don't think that's. It's probably not. It's probably not going to be happy. Does anybody else? I'm just going to just put this out here. Does anybody else uh, just mind immediately go to the gutter when everybody goes? I'm not advocating eating each other. <laughs> I'm just going to well, say that because the whole way through the podcast, the whole way through the podcast, and everybody, every time anybody um, says this, I'm thinking immediately to like fellatio. Like, well, immediately. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I. My mind goes to the gutter sometimes, but you know, yeah, course, obviously not as much as yours. No, it's so. mine. I'm, I'm a filthy. So strange. I've never even thought about it that way. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you you've you've been way deeper into this than than us. We're just we're just on the surface talking about eating people, so eating each other. Um, so, so, I mean, in a way, you kind of are. But yeah, yeah, I I, yeah. I, I see. I see. I, I, I just to like finish the thought. Like, I'm not necessarily advocating it. I just. It's got a bad name, like cannibalism's yeah. got a terribly bad rap, and I think people and the and, and like cannibals, um, 
but it's like, it's, I think it's like a wider problem. The, yeah, they the, are a discriminated minority. I will give you that much. Like the the word cannibal itself is like, like almost like a racial slur. Um, it 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 came from Christopher Columbus upon visiting um uh, the Americas. Um, was greeted by the natives there and was told about a, a tribe called the Caribs, who they branded as these man eaters, and. Um, the rumours of this kind of man-eating abounded in, in America at this time. And so this mispronunciation of carib became canib, and, and what we, the word we know today was cannibalism. And so what Columbus would do is anyone he would brand as a cannibal, um, was, he, had, he had a justifi- justification to enslave them and justification to murder them. Um, and it, it, beca- it became sort of the word to brand people as barbarous. Um, I think that this, we still have a connotation today, you know, that, that cannibalism, this, this, this practice is barbaric. And I, I feel like it, it, to a certain extent, comes from that and comes from that initial um, meeting of two worlds um, of, of sort of East and West. Um, well, and, and Christopher Columbus, we know he was just a dick anyway. So. Yeah, definitely. I think it's yet another way in which he was a massive dick. Oh, um, of course. Of it, course. It, but, it, see, but it's an interesting, especially him being such a staunch Catholic. Because um, mm-hmm. the line, and I remember just sitting in mass one day and hearing the line, and just about whatever age I was, I was 19, and it never occurred to me how weird the line, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and will rise again in the last days. You know, yeah, this how that idea is such an important important part to christianity yeah yeah and everybody seems to it, it seems to be brushed over where it's it's it, where it just becomes a part of the muffle a part of the noise mm. and, and that's, and, that's and, normal you know that that people consider that as normal and yeah, yeah that's a hugely obviously a cannibalistic idea and yeah. catholics to this day teach about transubstantiation and that and that the wafers and the wine truly is the flesh and yeah. the blood of god this is not um, a representation this is literally, literally yeah. this is it yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh no! I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because I had like I had written that down like cannibalism as part of the Eucharist. Like, yeah, yeah. Because it really, I mean, when you when you think about it, like that that's kind of fucked up. Like you're eating Jesus. Mm. You're, you're you're eating flesh. You're drinking blood. And th- yeah. th- this has is such so interesting. So when um, uh, uh, Hernan Cortez um, and the Spanish conquistadors went to the, and visited the Aztecs and which spelled their eventual, eventual demise, um, they found the Aztecs would eat each other and they, they would have these big wars and then they'd, uh, well, okay, this is, all, this is all quite complex because we're not quite sure about some of the details of this, but um, one of the ideas is that they would um, capture warriors and then they'd sacrifice these warriors at the top of their temples, they'd take an obsidian knife and they'd cut their chests open and pull their hearts out and give the heart to a god, and then they would cut the arms and legs off and eat, and eat the flesh of these arms and legs of these people. And the reason they did that was because they believed that these people, upon being killed, became god, became gods, and their, and their flesh became god flesh. And so they would literally eat the flesh and the blood of god, and, and they used human flesh and blood to represent that, and oh dear, that is so similar to Christianity. It, re- it really is. It's just it that really the Aztecs happened to use actual human, actu- happened to use actual flesh to do that. Um, and and whereas, instead, instead, now they have um, you know stale crackers. Yeah, to kind exactly. Of, like, and it's like there's, there's not much in this. You know, um, actually, these ideas are actually quite close to home, um, and that, that's really fascinating. Oh, it is. Oh, I'm, I'm real. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, the the Catholic thing is just it's a little. That, that's, it's a little that's, that's throughout um, Christianity in general, but only in Catholicism is it. In fact, the the idea of transubstantiation has yeah. caused people to die over uh, disagreements mm-hmm. whether the, the the wafer is literally, or whether Christ was speaking metaphorically or literally mm-hmm. in that particular point. Um, which again, it's, it's something which I've always meant to try to find the the origins of that, mm-hmm. and I've never at any point got round to it. But um, yeah, no, I don't really, I don't really know. I I, I had like a book years ago about like Gnos- about Gnosticism, just sort of before Christianity and sort of like yeah. the, the very early proto church and how these ideas came about. But I don't I don't really know. Hmm. Maybe up to the next podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll just keep going. Like, actually, I mean, there 
there can be like just a whole series on these kind of topics though. Like, I mean, can't like cannibalism can spawn so many other, yeah. other conversations. Yeah, it though. does. I think because ar- around like ri- like ritual around death, around so many different things that are, that are connected mm-hmm. and, and where history ha- like where, where we were and where we're going with all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's well, no, it's all it's all really fascinating. I, I suppose we move into the because this was the area that um, that I, I had all my assumption of cannibalism had always been well, cannibalism is um, with an excellent way of spreading disease. Where if mm-hmm. I eat a cow, the likelihood of me catching a cow disease is is very very slim. I've been to spend yeah. a lot of time with that cow, mm-hmm. but um, with a human, well. I can get a human disease pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I suppose that, that would be, and I suppose, and the one that would always jump to mind, and I've talked to you about this before, is um, that were mad cow disease. Mm-hmm. So mad cow disease was called uh, caused by cows being refed, uh, butchered, <clears throat> waste cow fed yeah, back sure. to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think when you, if if we're gonna look at cannibalism as a whole. Um, I think I think we can say statistically that it is better. So say you say you're living in a tribal culture, and uh, um, a member of your tribe dies. Um, the risk of gaining disease is outweighed by the benefits of getting all the energy from that person. Um, because only if and if you were to sort of, especially if it's a, a healthy human, but also if you were to cook, um, it can you know get rid of a lot of that kind of a lot of, like the pathogens that kind of stuff there are things that you say like like mad cow disease which we have observed in humans but i think before we sort of talk about that it, they are it is very rare and i think the reason we saw it in cows is because it we did also we were doing it on such an industrial scale um but in like the course of human history um there has been many known instances of that happening um but the one that i think everyone might be aware of or many people might be aware of is the case of the four people in Papua New Guinea again they they had this culture where they would as I said earlier they would eat the entirety of the family member or tribe member and and that was it and then one day one day people just started to die like the four people um had this really strange disease they would they would the, the most function would go that it was a degenerative disorder and they would begin hysterical laughing and after a very long and prolonged and painful episode they die inevitably and it's just called kuru which is a, a sort of prion disease which is very similar to a sort of mad cow disease um and that occurred in the four people and it completely decimated their population um because the very way in which they were honoring their dead who were dying at a greater rate was to eat them and it just so happened that this one thing that you know maybe even only one individual may have had spread throughout the culture and just wiped them out entirely i think that is that is spawned this idea that human meat is dangerous and you know no meat is is completely is completely you know safe you know there's always a risk of something um but i think on the whole Human meat is as safe to eat as anything else. I think you did mention things like, um, I think if you're going to eat like a, a, a diseased human, then yes, I think you've got a, a, a higher chance. Um, but I think generally it's pretty safe. Um, I, someone emailed me actually after that podcast, after the League of Nerd podcast, and asked me yeah. about blood diseases, um, yeah. about like things like HIV and AIDS. Well, AIDS, I, I think, is it has to be yeah. blood to blood transfer. You can't like you could you could drink all the AIDS blood you want. You know. Okay, well, that answers that. Then I wasn't entirely sure if it would be able to go through the stomach lining or anything. I was I didn't really know. Um. So, so yeah, I, I I don't think it's massively dangerous. Um. Yeah, that's it really. <laughs> the PSA: human meat, <laughs> safe. You're going to be fine. <laughs> You're, you're gonna be fine. Just just find some like ethically sourced human meat from a healthy person, and just 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 go for it. Um, I think I, I would I would um <laughs> c- consider it an honor. I would be happy to be eaten after my death. Um, uh, you know, if it, I'm not think anyone would be willing to, but you know, I would be happy knowing that um I wasn't just gonna rot in the ground. You know, after all the useful organs were taken out and all my my corneas and everything else, that go go to help people. Um, if my if, if I'm able to go towards actually like sustaining someone, you know, I can see that as you know a, a nice end. Um, but you know, I know that's not the way that everyone would see it, obviously. Um, 
Well, because you you look at it through this through this lens of having like kind of studied practices and and yeah. under, and kind of come to this understanding that in yourself, like that it's not this you know barbaric practice, I guess. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's interesting to hear the arguments that it is because I, I think that that discussion is really really good to have. And I think it's just starting any conversation about cannibalism is tricky because of this because it is one of the major taboos in our yeah. in our culture you know it is one of the, the you know maybe the three or four major taboos and that's and that does stifle a lot of conversation so i guess that's one of the reasons i talk about it is because i want to start one in some way no it's 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 interesting i mean it like because i it's a, not a topic that i had ever really given much thought to outside of watching you know horror films pretty much mm-hmm. honestly yeah. so so it's it is interesting so now i now i'm curious buck with um with comments or questions or whatever from league of nerds comment section okay this is i don't know there's, there's a couple which i i uh really really like um, <laughs> I, I just start I just... I just start i'll start off with this one it's 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 just a comment not so much uh um uh a question mm-hmm. you can see i can edit this uh, a bit out uh, yeah, interesting conversation. Still think can- cannibalism's for degenerates, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that one. I think I saw that you replied as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And my reply was, I agree. Like furries. Uh, did, you, did you say furries? Like, like furries. <laughs> because you, you had to. You had yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, just annoy yeah. males. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, cannibalism is eating the product of a member of your own species. I eat my mom's food. Am I cannibal now? Okay. Well, if we're gonna be, if we're gonna be pedantic, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it is a discussion to have about where the line is. But it is, it's far. The, the definition of cannabis is far broader than I think is is commonly thought. I think there is a fine line, probably somewhere between cannibalism and coprophagia. And I don't necessarily know where that line is. It's like, because like eating like eating like sputum and like eating like um mucus and stuff you could either categorize that as cannibalism or you can categorize that as, as like some kind of coprophagia maybe um but yeah i take their point like it, it is not necessarily always as clear cut um but we can safely say your mum's food is not cannibalism unless she's cooking you bits of herself yeah well I'd maybe, like, yeah maybe a <laughs> comment came from email and the videos because it's the weirdest fucking name um uh, naming the shame in a week i like it who else do we have here? Yeah, I, you you really love comments. I love comments. I, 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 I know you do. I know you do. Like the really negative negative ones. So that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Is it completely? Yeah, see, I, I get. Yeah. What else do you have? Um. Und- <laughs> okay, that's not even worth reading. If I read it anyway, you can answer this question. All Is right. it completely immoral to eat children? The only right thing to do with dead children's corpses is to implant a mechanical android inside them and their skin to keep them as your undying slave. What, what is your thought? Oh my god. Like, who, are, who are the people that's that Captain, write you That's Captain Tomato. Um, Captain Tomato. Of course it is. Of course it is. And like, oh, I'm so glad you commented Captain Tomato. Um, is it completely immoral to eat children? I think, I think he, I'm sure he thinks it is. Um, people like the um, Yanomami people of Amazon Basin, um, the idea of, of like cooking their bones down into soup and drinking them and keeping them warm inside them, it is their way of showing like love and affection towards their family members. The idea of putting them into damp rainforest earth and, and leaving them to, to rot cold and alone is just as abhorrent to them as what, what uh, they do is to us. In terms of implanting androids in people, we can have this conversation about transhumanism. I guess that'd be fun, but I didn't know that now. <laughs> that that's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that that is. I mean, that that actually would be a super interesting yeah, that would podcast. Be. Yeah, would and be. Uh, just two more comments before. Okay, before let, I do let's this go. Here. I, I um, okay. I wouldn't buy uh, in quotes ethically sourced human meat either. Purchasing would create an economic demand for the product, which pretty much in turn creates a demand for dead humans i don't want humans to see their death as in demand i think that would have a significant downside to the psyche of society if it were ever to become a popular notion 
uh, yeah, I, I I don't know what he means by a, 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 a damaging the, the psyche of society. Um, I'm not sure what he means by that. But, uh, but I think there's not. Exactly I think the issue is like we, we do. Like I mean, like if I was to die tomorrow, my heart and liver and lungs would, you know, there is a demand for those. Yeah, yeah, sure. And psyche, yeah. you know, the psyche isn't really demand, but um, yeah. But well, carry on there. There's already a demand for human body. I mean, there's not a, there's not a shortage of them, really. You know, people die all the time. Um, I, no, I'm not saying that it's like economically <laughs> viable. You really, I'm not... you really are making a strong case for this thing that you don't want. <laughs> it's not like a lot I, of... I, I, I swear to... to God, I swear to God, I don't really want to eat a person. But if it was oh, no, available, really if anybody would... Uh, is there, is there, if for someone who would like to get eaten, is there an email address I could contact you on? There is, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, well, well, we'll ask for your email address at the end of this because then you you, ne- you never know I'm going to get some interesting emails. I hope I get interesting emails because I, I want to hear from people and what people think. It's, it's interesting, super interesting. But just to clarify, I do want... I would be happy to eat human meat, but I'm not saying I want to advocate it as like a societal structure yeah yeah like you're 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 curious yeah you would if if the opportunity presented itself you go you guys it. read you guys read um hitchhiker's guys the galaxy yes yes or, or seen or seen the film or, or the tv show whatever you, you remember the bit with a in the restaurant at the end of the oh, universe the where um you've got the pig who's what who wants to be eaten uh-huh. yeah would you think it's okay to eat that pig who wants to be eaten? I, I have my issues with creating that animal in the first place. I, I for whatever reason, I found that really disconcerting. I thought that was the point of it. I, I found it, like, just on a visceral level, I went, ugh, I don't like this side. I don't even find this that funny. <laughs> Why is this a thing? For the uh, listeners who don't who may not know, like, in, in this scene in The Hitchhiker's Galaxy, um, a, a, pig, a pig or a pig-like creature is wheeled to a table in the restaurant and is proudly showing off bits of him that the diners could eat and then was perfectly happy to be taken away and be slaughtered. And I think it's really interesting, like, it's whether that's... They, they, they done that for, for the reason of because people uh, didn't want to eat an animal without the consent of the animal, you know? Yeah, well, this, yeah. they, they genetically modified an animal that actively wanted to be eaten. Yeah. And so they've done away with the moral issue. Yeah. <laughs> and, so... and that's the thing, with humans, humans can consent. Yeah. I think that's an important distinction. I mean, is it, is it more ethical to eat an animal that can consent? You know, is it more ethical to eat a cow? Or is it more ethical to eat an animal that is happy to be eaten after it's dead? I don't know. Um, that, well, that's he... a question, isn't it? Yeah, because if if the person is like, yes, this is what I want to be done with my with my body when I'm dead, and then there there are willing participants, I guess, in that yeah. ritual, then everybody is, you know, participating in a consensual act. <laughs> Like, it does. It's like, so are we talking about eating people or are we talking about eating people? <laughs> like suddenly it all, all comes flipped on its head. Like, is, yeah. it, is it more strange to eat your own species or to eat another species? Is that actually the weird thing? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> no, well, 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 clearly eating your own species is the weird thing. <laughs> but why? <laughs> but Culture. Culture and I, practice. I, 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 and I, think, I, I think there has to be more to it. I think it has to oh, be yeah. more than well, culture for and, it to and, be and, such well, a like consciousness act. and like... Yeah, I I, I think oh. I, I I mightn't be fit to put it into words, but I I have to imagine there is no I I, I to this than because it for it to be something and to be I mean as far as back as we go back in history we can see that um the Romans they talked about the the Celts they were cannibals and of course mm-hmm. the Celts they were had no involvement in cannibalism at all but the you know uh I think there was uh, and then there were other ancient societies who talked about the Roman claimed the Romans. Uh, killed and captured and ate prisoners. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's 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 we can look back extremely for as long as we've been writing and people have been claiming that their enemy were cannibals. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a deeper thing. It's an extremely visceral thing. The idea that um, the norm has been a dislike and distrust for the people who who have done it. I think I have to disagree. Uh, I think okay. because. Writing the period of history you're talking about is really recent. Yes. Um. And I think if we're going to look on a broader scale of um, human existence, yeah. Um. I think the majority of it, I think, cannibalism occurred. Um. I mean, it's it's impo- impossible to tell. Um. But some of the earliest remains we have of humans have evidence of ritual funeral cannibalism. Um. And we see it in our closest in our closest um, relatives. Um. That 
it would make more sense instead of leaving this body to, to rot it would make more sense to eat it and i'm, I'm not doubting that cannabis but again that but that even comes as i i would say that as again survival cannibalism this is this is out of necessity rather than i i i, I don't think that's true either i think there are um examples that we can look at the animal kingdom right now where cannibalism will happen on a regular basis when well, i'm talking about for, i'm talking about for humans sorry yeah, I think as we say, with like Pom and Passion, uh, the, the the Gombe uh, chimps who was go around and eat, you know, other other mothers, um, you know, infants. Uh, they weren't starving and they weren't um, under any particular stresses. Uh, it, it might just be that it makes that evolutionary sense. And then as we've sort of maybe moved further and further away, or maybe agriculture has become more and more of a thing, it's become less and less necessary. I don't know. I think those are really interesting questions, but. I don't think it, I don't. I, I I would object to the idea that there's like a there's like a, a an inbuilt like an innate distaste or or or, or something for cannibalism. Well, it, it's I mean it's definitely a topic that I think brings almost more questions than answers. Yeah, yeah. Because it it makes you it makes you think you know of people as as a whole, but then also it's one of those topics that makes you kind of reflect inward a little bit too, mm-hmm. like. What would I do in these particular situations or sure. given this opportunity? So it's that, I mean, that, that's why things like this and, and discussions like this are, are like fascinating and can kind of continue on and on and on because it, they, they just bring up so many questions. Now, well, I finish um, off with one last yeah, comment. Yes, yeah, I was going to say, sure. find, find, find this one. To, actually, like... this, this comment, we should have just read this at the start and not done the podcast. <laughs> this comes from, uh, Philippe Cordas, who is actually a regular, not really regular, but has commented in the past. Um, I think it sums the whole thing up nicely. And you communists wonder why God Emperor Trump won? Do we need to accept cannibalism as okay? I mean this, all cultures are equal is nuts. Is nothing considered barbaric anymore? And uh, Fat Man Sam Castles replied eloquently, wow. the only way that he could possibly reply, your mom's a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, like, why why have we been talking for almost an hour? I know, because I know. That, that's, that's the podcast right there. Done. <laughs> you fucking done. You degenerate leftists. This is the reason we, we're in this situation. Right? <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and do I like, do I just apologize on the part of my country, like to the rest of the Jesus world, that we Christ. did elect Donald Trump. Yeah. I feel like I need to do that every podcast from now yeah, for the next four years. Oh. And no, 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 forever, forever, forever. I'm, I'm really for, for, sorry, for, guys. For the next two years until the nuclear winter kills us. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, wait, yeah, which, so, which is pretty interesting. So when the other. nuclear winter does come, will you be cannibalism? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, I'll be, the, there I'll be go. there. I'll be in the cave. I'll be the first one to eat you and me. Friendly, my chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know what? Donald Trump becoming president has made the path to you eating human flesh a lot easier. <laughs> oh so, my god. Yeah, uh, that's that's where we are right no, now. Okay, right. James. I can find no humor in, in the whole Trump thing. Oh, it's just so disgusting. It's awful. It's awful. So if people want to send you weird emails or get in touch with you, James, after after hearing this, yeah. how how can people contact you? Yeah, so my email address is uh is not particularly easy to say, but it's um it's just it's jim42 dot at gmail.com so it's like jim42 and then the word dot at gmail.com and i realize i need to get a better email address but yeah that's, that's my email so send me and we'll, send me your thoughts and we'll put it in the the show notes for this and yeah and see we don't we don't really post our shows on youtube so we don't get the like the the outlandish comments that Buck gets to reply to. All right, and, and Buck, where can people find you You'll on the internet? You'll find me because I went and locked this up for once. Uh, yeah. It's that Buck Gay. So at that Buck Gay on, on the Twitter. Um, on the Twitter. Unless you're a degenerate, in which case, don't contact me. Well, no, he, he likes it. He, he welcomes it. <laughs> yeah, con- contact degenerates, contact James. The people who just want to send like baby giraffe photos to... Elijah Wood contact. Elijah, if you if you just want to send some baby giraffe p- p- pictures, don't bother sending them to me. Just send them direct to Elijah Wood. Yeah, <laughs> Buck's trying to just make some weird connection with former exactly. hobbits happen. So um, thank you guys for um, helping me start my Saturday by talking about eating people. <laughs> it was a real pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. 
Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. If you enjoyed listening, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you have comments or suggestions, love letters, hate mail, you can reach us at podcast at com. You can find our full podcast archive at assignsenthusiast.com slash category slash podcast. You can follow our podcast page on Facebook, follow me on Facebook at Skeptical Parenting, and follow Dan at a Science Enthusiast. Also, if you enjoyed the show, consider checking out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash podcast to get access to premium content such as extended interviews and early access to episodes. We understand that not everyone can afford to financially contribute to the show, and that's okay. But if you can, like James, Alice, all four Michaels, Chris, Sarah, Janet, Amanda, Astrid, Andrew, Jeff, Susan, and Trevor, we would be incredibly grateful. And I guess now I'll just hit you with the quote of the week. Emotional intelligence is just as crucial as scientific objectivity in the struggle to understand the past. And that is from Timothy Taylor, who we referenced earlier in this um, in the interview. And so I like that. It kind of is the whole appealing to both hearts and minds as we try to, I guess, understand everything, really. So we will be back next week with an interview with our friend Dal, who runs the amazing... Yeah, I'm going to go with amazing. Um, Take that Darwin Twitter account. So we interviewed him, gosh, I think that was maybe back in November. So we've been sitting on this one for a while. It's fantastic. And Dan will be back next week. So you'll get more of him, less of me. But thank you for listening as always. And um, hope you have a great week. Bye, everybody. The music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com. This podcast is property of Not Narrow or Straight LLC, all rights reserved.